taking care of ourselves because we are sacred, magical beings and we deserve to be treated as such. Hello everybody, Sarah here from wildandcreative.com and thank you for joining me again on another awesome podcast episode. I am totally excited about what I have been working on behind the scenes and that is the Wild and Creative Soul Circle membership. And uh, it's a powerful membership for soulful individuals that really desire to expand their intuition, creativity, magic, and their ability to manifest their big dreams. So I would love to gift you actually one week free of this membership. So all you have to do is go to bit.ly slash soul circle membership and you actually get one week free absolutely no obligation and this is a perfect time for you to come into the membership check it out see how it's all laid out see if you get the get a good vibe from it you know see how you enjoy the vibe um come check us out in the facebook group as well see the action in there it really is a, a one week free absolutely no obligation chance for you to come and be a part of our community see if you like it and uh, go from there so I really do want to make sure that everybody feels super comfortable in this membership site because it is all about growth and transformation. So once again, the address is bit.ly slash soul circle membership. All right. My guest today is Diana Cohen and Diana is a wild essence liberator. She's all about helping people really tune into their self-expression so that they can really awaken to the magic that is life. So the first time I saw you online was probably about, I don't know, maybe four or five years ago. And I saw this person that was always posting really amazing, beautiful, uh, creative and inspiring imagery on Pinterest. And that was you. And you had developed so many Pinterest boards that were beyond like what anybody else was really doing at that time. And I'd love to ask you just kind of first and foremost, what was it about Pinterest that really made you kind of go the extra mile? I was a total addict. I have to confess, I spent many, many hours on Pinterest. I'm a very visual person and I loved um, expressing myself visually and who I was and the things I loved. Yeah, I just loved the whole visual aspect of it and I went crazy. And uh, well, you did I a good job. hours and hours. I mean, it's, it's nuts looking back now. Um, and especially back then, because I didn't even have a business back then. I was just doing it for my own pleasure, my own creative pleasure. And it's interesting that you say that because even myself, back when I kind of first started my online journey, it was not for anybody else. I mean, yes, of course, I wanted to inspire people and, you know, make them feel creative and all that kind of stuff. But it was not for it was not for monetary gain at the beginning. Right. And I find that sometimes it really is a different type of work that we put out when money is not a part of the game. Right tuned in, tapped in, it just has a different level, right? Not saying that we can't do that now, but just on a different level. Um, I know that you talk about this word a lot, wilding, wilding. What is that for you? It's, um, it's getting back to who we really are before we grew up and had to fit into society and we're told how we had to act and what was acceptable. 
And basically we were told if you want to succeed in life, this is who you have to be. This is the mold you have to fit into. And, and I'm so against that. And I just think we need to get back to being who we truly are. Life isn't about being a, a cookie cutter mold. It's, it's about being who we truly are. And, and now more than ever, plus the wild aspect. I mean, I love nature and I believe we're, uh, we're way too often nature deficient and we need to incorporate nature into our lives more and get out into nature. So that part of the wilding and saving the planet and, and, you know, using natural products, the whole thing, it all fits into the being wild. Love it. Love it. Well, I hear you there about nature. I mean, I've always been an advocate for nature and I know that, you know, nature is the biggest form of creativity that we are ever going to experience, you know, here on earth. And it's interesting. I'd love to take this turn for a moment, but I remember uh, years ago, I thought that nature was extremely kind of like wild and unkept and just random. And then I remember about maybe seven or so years ago, eight years ago, looking at the veins of a leaf. And I was like, this is really symmetrical. I was like, there's something going on here. And then I looked it up and I found out all about, you know, the Fibonacci sequence, the golden code ratio and all that. And so tell me, like from your perspective, how do you really see nature? Like, how do you really see life around us? Like, is it, is it more so of the, the wild essence or is it the wild essence? But, you know, there's still that mathematical kind of magic behind it. To me, magic is just something that science hasn't caught up with yet. You know, I, it's, not, it's not all the, the woo-woo that people make it out to be. Science is slowly catching up, and quantum physics and, and, every, and you know, sacred geometry are all showing that magic and science aren't separate things. It, it's just what we have to measure things with hasn't been up to snuff at this point. You yeah, it's slowly, slowly catching up. So, so it's all yeah, it's all part of the same thing to me. Magic is is just something that hasn't been proven yet that we don't have the tools to prove yet. But it's still there. It's still a part of it, everything. It's still a part of reality. What's your take on when it comes when it comes to magic? Like, what's your take on? how we see magic now, like you've just kind of touched on, I understand that, but also kind of like ancient civilizations or even kind of going back to like, you know, even a few hundred years ago, right? When there were, you know, quote, quote, witches being burned at the stake, probably honestly for just picking dandelions or something like that, like nothing major, but like, what's your take on reality's magic now versus back in the day? I, I think it all comes back to, embracing the feminine and and being dominated by the patriarch and the masculine and and I don't mean that in a, I'm not putting down the masculine by any means we need we need the both we need the balance but we went too far to the patriarch and too far to the masculine and um, honestly I think men were afraid of women's power and 
and afraid of the aboriginals and, and the magic and the power they had and wanted to tame it and control it. And so, you know, we grew up believing that um, they're, they're primitive and, and, you know, not intelligent. And we got it so wrong. I mean, they knew exactly what they were doing. They, they had the wisdom that we didn't have. And, um, and yeah, I think it had a lot to do with fear and wanting to control and, and the, the linear mind of the masculine and not being able to cope with things that were beyond their imagination, beyond their control. Um, but, but yeah, I believe we're, we're starting to realize that these ancient civilizations really didn't know what they were talking about. They were far ahead of where we are now, I believe. Yeah, it's so interesting to learn just all about the different things, like even say like crystals and whatnot that they were using back in Egypt, like like thousands and thousands of years ago, right? And, you know, now so much of the time, you know, uh, in modern day society, people are like, that's pretty, I'm going to put it in my house, but there's so much more to it, right? So I just thought that was interesting. I, I thank you very much for talking about that. And I'd love to kind of even talk a little bit more about the feminine energy portion of that. So online... You obviously you're very aware of what's going on online right now, right? And it seems like there's so many feminine public um, personalities or fe uh, feminine power rising up and really kind of taking over the scene. I think it's necessary because the pendulum always has to swing, and I I think it's a beautiful thing. I mean, even in Hollywood, women are stepping up, and and older women are taking on lead roles, whereas before, you know, you reached a certain age and that was it. You, you played the star's mother or something, but um, women are gaining a lot more power. I, I think it's a beautiful thing, as long as we don't go to the other extreme and start squelching the masculine. Because, mm -hmm. like I said, we, we need the balance and we need our our own masculine as well and and it shouldn't be one without the other but but i think what's happening is a beautiful thing like i said as long as we don't get carried away with it and and start dominating there definitely is the um essence and and movement happening right now where I think that women, yes, they're absolutely stepping up. They're realizing their power, right? They're realizing that, um, you know, especially women in business can be so much bigger than they've ever thought, right? And then there also is the whole kind of organic piece, right? The wild woman, right? The what, like you said, like the wilding, right? And and so, what do you think is happening right now that the world, or just even kind of like, you know? I would say the consciousness that's happening right now is really tapping into that wild woman essence. Like what, where, where do you think the turning point was for that? And why do you think people are wanting to really experience it? I think it's a rebellion of sorts. It's, you know, we've been kept down, we've been tamed, we've been chained, we've been, you know, stuck in, in the kitchen, barefoot and pregnant. And, 
And it's just a backlash and a, and a rebellion saying, no, you know, I'm, I'm wild. I have a wild essence and this is okay. It has to be okay for me to express this. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I just, and, and because we're all, we're all indigenous at some point, you know, our ancestry is indigenous to somewhere and, and we all have that in us, that, that wild side that was so connected with nature. And even though, you know, society is built up and built up and a lot of us have been alienated from that, it's still in there. It's still in our core. And um, it's just dying, dying to come out. (laughs) It's like creativity when like you suppress it, it just wants to explode at some point, right? And I think that that's kind of like exactly the same thing. So what what do you do with your clients? Like, so as a wild essence liberator, like what do you do with your clients so that everybody kind of gets a good idea? I provide a safe place for them to be able to talk and open up. Um, I'm there to listen. Um, I, I try to provide um, questions that will pull out more of their own wisdom. I'm not there to tell them who they should be or, or how they should feel. I, I'm there to help them find their own voice, their own thing. So, so in the beginning, that would be just through talking and coaching and, and supporting the person and finding out what their goals are. Later on, depending on the client and what they're open to, we could start getting into, you know, artwork and painting and collage or, um, you know, going out into nature and learning a little bit about different wild foods or or even you know creating meals with herbs and wild foods that we've foraged for it's it all depends on the client and what they're looking for and how far they want to go that's awesome so what is what is your goal really for the client because this is very different than a lot of other people might might understand right so you're really taking it to the next level like you're helping people get into their wild essence you really really are yeah i just think especially women we tend to sell ourselves short and I mean, these days, a lot of young women are waking up a whole lot earlier than than my generation did. Um, But also for my generation, a lot of us are reaching the point where, you know, the kids are grown and gone. Maybe we're retiring and suddenly it's like, um, what's this all been for? What is this all meant? And you know, who, who am I really? And I just, like I said, I think we sell ourselves short. And I really believe that every individual has such magic inside of them. And, and I always love to use the word superpowers because I'm a big superpower geek and superhero. And, uh, and, and I love to help people discover their own magic their own superpower their own strengths and 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 even 
weaknesses and how how you can use those to your benefit and your strengths and I just think we're so much more capable than what a lot of us are settling for. Absolutely. And, and I, I want women to really step up and, and understand how powerful they truly are. And since self-expression is such a big tool for you, I'm sure that obviously that is something that you're always continuously helping your, the people that you work with, you know, really bring out as their self-expression and how they want to be seen in the world and, you know, what are they hiding and all that kind of stuff. What has been your self-expression story though? Like over the years, what has kind of brought you to, well, let's even take it back a little bit further. What has brought you to the place where you started your Pinterest boards and got crazy with them and just amazing? And then you brought it to this point where you started really working with other people. I felt squelched a lot of my life. This is, this is probably making a long story out of a short question, but um, for, for much of my childhood and my young 20s and that um i was often told you know i'm i'm too sensitive and and i need to toughen up and i did what i had to to get by but i never i don't know i always had the artist inside of me but i wasn't always comfortable at one point i i became friends with a legitimate artist. She had a bachelor in, in art and and she was an artist and she really encouraged me to, to start doing my own art. And I started doing that and then I just, I kind of went crazy from there with my self-expression just in any kind of creative way I could. I, I, I sang, I, I, played with a band, I, I wrote songs, um, I did all kinds of what I call eco art, and I just, any way I could express, I did. And then once, you know, the internet came about, and then I got into Photoshop and, and all different ways of artistic expression online, and with all the beautiful technologies we have, and, and Pinterest was another way of me self-expressing expressing and I think it was because I I always felt like my sensitivities and my I didn't I didn't look at it as creativity at the time I just felt like it was made to be wrong and and once I embraced it, I just like, whoa. Just like, just like when you're holding in creativity, right? It's just like you have to express yourself or it's going to either come out in a negative way or an explosion of creativity, right? Which also sometimes isn't necessarily totally positive either, right? That's why I really do feel that, I kind of always say this, if the world was able to express themselves creatively, 
the world would be a much more harmonious place. I mean, if we look at a lot of these countries that are in turmoil or just even people that you can tell they're not expressing themselves, right? Whether it be through even journaling, freedom of speech, art, what have you, um, you know, it allows you to feel heard and seen in some way, right? And so when you're kind of holding that back, there's a part of you that's feeling depleted and there's a part of you that's feeling very unheard. So I would imagine that that's kind of like, in a sense, what you were feeling for a couple of years right there where at the end you're just like I have to do something <laughs> now you have expressed yourself in another way because you have a book that's going to be coming out now please tell us all about this book and what it's all about well it's called seducing magic the re-enchantment of your life and um, it's it's all about that it's remembering all the magic of life and reconnecting with that magic. And I, I do it like I personify magic in the book because I just find that such a lovely way of, of dealing with it and incorporating it into your life. So, so she's, you know, this, this woman who you want to seduce into your life. So you create the atmosphere and the attitude and, and everything like the whole law of attraction type thing. And uh, I just believe we've been again, brainwashed to believe in empirical science and all the magic was stripped away from us and, and, you know, thought to be, you know, silly garbage stuff, just it's for children and, and for fantasy novels. And I, I don't believe that. I don't believe that at all. I believe it's very real and we've been cut off from it and it's so important to get it back into our lives. That's one, it's one of my missions to help people reconnect with the magic of life. It, like you were talking about earlier with the leaves and, and everything. I mean, there's so much magic in nature. It's, it's incredible. And so, yeah, so the book is all about, you know, returning to nature and, and setting up our homes to invite magic in. So what has this book, like finishing this book done for you? Like, has it allowed you to kind of get to another chapter in your life? Has it allowed you some aha moments along the way? What has it done for you? Um, I don't know if I'm so much moving on to the next level because um, even though I wrote the book, I'm not always living the words that I wrote and living the ideas that I had. Um, a, a lot of it, like a lot of creatives feel, it, you know, came through me and wasn't necessarily all my ideas. And so I have a lot of catching up to do as far as <laughs> living the words. But, but they say that's, that's what you teach, right? You teach what you need to learn. I think everybody does that to some degree, right? Because, you know, if we're not kind of pushing the envelope, even for ourselves, even for the things that we're teaching and the things that we're interested in and all that kind of stuff, then we're, we're essentially not pushing ourselves, right? And it's kind of like, that's kind of the, the, 
proper nature of it. I know that when I create courses and that kind of thing, you know, 90%, maybe 80% of the teachings that I'm, you know, providing to people definitely like I have that nailed down, but there's always going to be like a 20% essence that's like, I got to work on that still. And that's okay. Cause I'm still a student as well. So it's just important that we, um, you know, we do push the envelope in that sense, because if you were only writing about the things that you were doing without a doubt, 100%, then I'm sure your book could be probably a little bit more boring than it is. Right. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm hoping I can strike that chord with people that it's like, Oh yeah, I felt that way too. Yeah. And um, just to be able to treat themselves a little more sacredly and to be able to have the optimism of magic in the life. And that big part is the universe has our back and to really believe that. And even when you're feeling like crap, keep believing that the universe has your back um, magic really does exist and things can turn around you know I'm not I'm not a um, naturally happy flamboyant person I I struggle a lot especially because I'm I'm sensitive person um, I worry about the state of the world um, I you know have uh, changing moods up and down that I have to deal with all the time but I haven't lost that belief that there's this world is so beautiful and mother earth is so magnificent and there's so much magic and that just keeps me going. And, and that I believe, you know, as, as bad as things look in the world, I believe there's hope mm -hmm. because I believe in magic and as bleak as things look, I believe I have faith that we can come through this. Yeah, everything that you've just said, I, I totally agree with you 100%. And I think that especially for someone that is a little bit more um, intuitive and creative and sensitive, right? Like we can wake up and just by the whatever weather's outside, all of a sudden we're in a different mood, right? Like things don't all, always make sense. And, uh, you know, I'm often, I'm often asked personally, actually, about, you know, well, you're such a positive person. And then, you know, you're always worrying about animals around the world and this and that. And I was like, I can't help it. Like, honestly, like, you know, I want positivity and, and magic. And I want um, the world to be a, mo a beautiful, happy place where everybody's happy and, you know, are living their best lives. But I'm also very affected by the injustice of the world, which honestly, yes, your mood can turn on a dime, right? It's, it's, just, it's just something that we're always navigating. And I really do think that, you know, people like you and myself and other people that are listening that really resonate are the ones that are really going to be able to hold the space for world change, right? I mean, we definitely are affected and we definitely do feel negative at times because, because it affects us so much. But the ones that are a little bit more un, unaffected and they're a little bit more, what word am I looking for here? Um, numb to it, <laughs> numb to it are not necessarily the ones that are going to be able to change the world. Right. So 
Uh, you know, it's kind of like the, the yin and the yang, the feminine, the masculine, the good and the bad. Um, we're navigating it at all times. And, um, you know, we're going to do what we can. <laughs> Still holding the positivity, right? But, but again, it's, uh, it's just really, really interesting how someone... I find I find like it's a little bit more of the 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 creatives and the intuitives and the sensitive folk that you know are going to have that roller coaster of emotions, right? You know, I have uh, I'm not going to name names, but there's a particular person in my life who who really doesn't understand how I could hang on to such hope and and still care so much about humanity and and the world and you know as far as he's concerned, he's like there's no hope for humanity why do you you know why do you even go there and it's like i can't i can't not because if i stop believing there's no point i might as well slip my wrists and, and go there's no point i have to believe that's what keeps me going you know that's what gives my life meaning so so, you know, you can say I'm, I'm, I've got rose-colored glasses on or, you know, my head's in the clouds, but that's what keeps me going every day. And, and um, you know, what other excuse do I need? I have to believe. We'll find out who's right and who's wrong. But in the meantime, <laughs> I choose to be happy. <laughs> I think that that really is the answer though, right? Like what's your perspective? Like what's your perspective on, on everything? Are you saying that the world is totally messed and that, you know, there's no point. Okay. Go ahead and live that way. There's obviously no magic and no kind of happiness and sparkle there. Are you going to say that the world still has hope and you're going to do whatever you can to keep infusing magic and creativity and inspiration and self-expression into people's lives? Well, Seems like a seems like a little bit of a happier place to get to, right? And and you know, it's just even more motivating. It's it's what wakes you up in the morning. So for those folks that are like, eh, fuck it, like it's over, you know, I don't find that there's any magic there, and that's not really you know anything that I want to really get into, right? So I hear you. <laughs> or, they become, or they become so focused on their their own thing, you know their own pleasure and their immediate family and just stop caring about the rest of the world. And it's just, I can't, well, you know, yes, we are doomed. If everybody has that attitude, then we're doomed. But I think, yes, it's people like you and I and other people that resonate with this that are the hope, the hope for the planet, the hope for the future, hope for humanity. I should say. I think the planet's going to be fine. It's it's humanity that's on the cusp. So, well, I thank you so much for joining us today. Learned so much about rewilding oneself <laughs> and different ways that we can do it. I know that people are going to love diving into your book when that comes out. I don't know about a motto, but I I love to encourage everybody to start connecting with their own inner voice and to start step one believe it's there because it is and step two just learning in whatever way you can to connect with it and start trusting it because I think we're way too influenced 
by everything and everyone around us and not paying enough attention to our own knowing. I love it. Connect with that for sure. Our intuition, so important. Well, thank you again so much for tuning in. I really hope that you will check out the next podcast episode to come. If you are somebody that would like to join us in the membership or even check it out, please make sure you do grab that one week free. Just go to bit.ly slash soul circle membership and uh, get that no obligation one week free. I hope to see you in there. Have a wonderful, beautiful, creative day.